Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, and welcome to episode six. Seven. Six. Six. Yeah, yeah. Because we went forward in time and now we've gone back in we time. We did, yeah, yeah. This isn't in chronological order, is it? No. Okay. It's like Star Wars <laughs> of the Probably Honest podcast. I don't need to look at the microphone the whole time. Of the Probably Honest podcast <laughs> with Dan. And Mark. And we've got a guest on called Chloe. Hello. How are you? Hi, Chloe. I'm good, thank welcome you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, first original question, I'm also well. Second question, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've never done this before. So I guess we'll just do what we've just done off mic and say that we've got you on because we want to share information from people that we deem might be helpful to someone that might be listening and have never found someone they can connect with that they relate to to do with certain issues that happen more regularly than people realize mark and i talk a lot about like ourselves ourselves yeah addiction and what all the various kind of offshoots of that we seem to be tackling all of them yeah yeah which is great fun Mm. so drugs yeah alcohol Mm -hmm. which counts relationships yeah me less on the sex (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah i guess attachment is like the food food yeah yeah. food exercise exercise work work spending Mm. spending so that kind of thing so basically chloe we've got you on because 
we met randomly with a shared similarity and uh, I don't even know how this happened. We had like a... Do you know, no, I'll tell you what it was. I remember this so distinctly because I remember thinking, oh. So COVID hit, obvs, everyone was doing their studies online and we were put into a work, a work group together online on Zoom at uni. <sighs> and it was really, I just went, oh, like, fuck it, I'm going to turn the camera on. And um, and you did the same. We were just chatting away. And then we were like, okay, then work's done now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I got an email from you later on being like, oh, we had a great chat. Like, I've, I know it's really hard to meet people at the moment. And I was like, yeah, it is. And then we went and studied for it. We did a couple of study days together, which was really fun. Mm. And then we started talking about attachment and stuff like that. But that's like, I don't know how that came up. And that's an interesting thing. Because I was like, I think one person randomly asked another person mm. i think it was as, as blunt as oh are you a love addict and then, <laughs> and then the other like, i don't know if it was you to me or something and then and then the book attached came up yeah it kind of came from there and i was like there's a friendship it, yeah bond <laughs> <laughs> it is it's it's a funny one as well like now i think about that i have no idea how it came up it might have been because I was listening to a, the book attached on audio, like mm. on an audio book mm. on my drive. And I don't know if anyone, like, have you read attached at all? I've got halfway through it, but it seems like yeah. everyone I've spoken to has got halfway through the book attached. Have you finished it? Yeah, I finished it. Oh my God. But I listened to the like... audio book because I just couldn't retain all the information. Mm. But I remember just driving along going, oh my God, no way, no way, no way, <laughs> stop. And just be connecting with the book so much because obviously it, it basically told me that where sometimes I thought I was acting like an absolute psycho, I was actually just, um, it was an emotional trigger, yeah. um, which, was, which was really nice. It was very validating. Mm. But um, yes, yeah, so I think I must have brought it up. I was like, have you read Attached? Have yeah. you done yeah. this? Because like, I was so mind blown by the book. Mm. And I think what I felt was funny, which is like, obviously I'm coming from like trying to be somewhat anonymous. So you're like, have you read Attached? I was like, no, but I've read other books like Facing Love Addiction. Mm-hmm. And I was trying not to be like, and I'm working the 12 steps and this. And you were, I was like, have you read Facing Love Addiction? And you were like, no, no, no. but all, all I want you to do now is to read Attached. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool, I'll do that. <laughs> and I think I got halfway through. And I realised that on the audiobook, which it might have worked better f- for you anyway, mm. but on the audiobook there's a lot of like tasks. And it mm. was like, if this question number three applies to the answer number four, then go to question number six. And I was like, I'm just in the car. <laughs> I can't do anything. Um, but it seems to work for you. And I think mm. it'd be good to like, I don't know if this is as simple as me to ask this, but like, if it'd be good to know like your story mm. in what got you to read that book and then identify with that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a pretty heavy one, pre-worn. Uh, not pretty heavy. I mean, I think it was it was just a bit of a rough old time. Like, you know, like it was just a bit relentless. It just kept going. Yeah. And um, so I was living with an ex-boyfriend in Bath who let me like, obviously it sounds like it, don't ever move in with someone that you don't really like that much. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's probably a hint. <laughs> yeah. And um, I ended up moving in with this boyfriend. Obviously, I thought I was like in love with him at the time. Mom, you don't understand. Mm. And, um, How old were you at this time? I was 20, 
22 when I moved in with him. I had my 23rd birthday there. And then after six months, um, I just completely had enough because I think I was so like, I was so worried about losing someone and being alone. Like that was the crux of it really. Um, which took a long time for me to figure out. Cause I obviously like a lot of people, you want to think you're like strong and independent, but actually like your little you inside, it's like, you just want to, you just want a bit of like love and affection, don't you? And so I think I, I was holding on to a relationship that wasn't right because I didn't want to be on my own and I didn't know how to be on my own. And to be honest, I don't really know how to be on my own now. Like I'm still working things out. You don't have to have it all like figured out. Um, and so when I left, uh, it was the most horrendous, her- like breakup. It was awful. Like it was just relentless, all, like coming at it from all angles. Lost loads of friends. Um, I lost like a whole like other family because I'd like made really close with this family. Um, yeah, and it was just, it was just a bit of a good old slog. He wouldn't let me out the tenancy, just other stuff like that. It just kept going and kept going. And I got to the point where I was literally, I had to move home. My parents live on a farm in the middle of nowhere, which is beautiful. But when you're in that kind of headspace and you're sat on your own, you just kind of really have to face your demons. And I was like, shit. I think, and at that point then, I kind of looked at the relationships I'd had in my life, even down to friendships and stuff, um, of the patterns there were and the ways that I had reacted. Because let's be honest, at times in that breakup, no one's ever like the shining angel and the other person's the devil. It doesn't work like that. We can all be bloody rotten. You might as well just suck it up and admit it to yourself that we can all be bloody rotten. And I'd noticed my own toxic patterns, which got me into toxic situations. And when I mean toxic, it's not a toxic way as in like, that was a bad thing to do. You just do it out of an emotional reaction. And I noticed those. And then a friend of mine was going through a similar patch and she was like, you have to read this book. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. Like, fuck it, what do I have to lose? Am I allowed to swear on this? I can't yeah, swear. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay, swear. that's yeah, fine. Yeah, Cause yeah. I am a massive yeah. potty mouth. So girlfriend. yeah, <laughs> thank fuck for that. <laughs> right, I'll get on with my fucking story. Um, and, and my friend recommended this book and I thought, okay, yeah, go on then, I'll read through it. Um, and it just kind of like pointed out all of those things that I thought were me being a terrible person to actually more being a a reaction just an emotional reaction because we all we all have our needs and stuff but when you are currently in like it's fight or flight mode isn't it when you're in that headspace Mm. you're not necessarily yourself you're not coherent and you can act in ways that afterwards you think i have no idea why i did that Mm. that's really sad like Mm. and you end up bullying yourself when actually you just need to give yourself a bit of a hug Mm. and it just makes your recovery slower and slower because you're so busy beating yourself up about how you reacted Mm. when all you needed to do was have someone validate you and go yeah well actually no wonder you reacted like that it's not right don't do it again but you need to kind of like you need to work out where this is coming from and if it's happened more than once why yeah so that's that that's so interesting there's so much (laughs) so much like that that last thing you said as well it's interesting um like historically when people Mm. talk about romantic love and Mm. um we we kind of uh hold it up now as like 
the pinnacle of human experience. Like everything in our culture says romantic, mm. romantic love is the one. Mm. But like a couple of hundred years ago, they used to think of it as a mental illness because people did mad shit. Like they used to consider it like people do mad stuff mm. when they're romantically involved with people. Yeah. And I could, so I, when you were talking about like the stuff you were doing over the course of the breakup and like dealing with that, I was just thinking, I went through a nasty breakup a couple of years ago. Mm. And just the insanity of the stuff I was doing. And knowing I was yeah. insane. Like, I remember, I work with the person I was breaking up with. And I remember, um, not long after we'd broken up, I saw her leaving the office. And I just went, I'm going to have to see where she's going. So I got on my desk in the middle of my working day. And, like, went down the stairs. And I was going down the stairs going, this is, you're following someone who does not want to be followed. This is stalking now. And so oh. I got to the bottom of the stairs. I was like... This is awful. What am I doing? But I still had this desire. To yeah. Think, I want to see where she's going. I want to yeah. see who she's talking to. I want, and that, I was like, God, I just need to go back upstairs. Yeah. Now. So I went back upstairs and I remember thinking, like being horrified. Being like, yeah. Why did I do that? And there was so many, I had so many instincts just to mm. do mad things. Yeah. And just sitting with them being like, oh my God, this is crazy behavior. Yeah. And you bully yourself when you recognize, yeah. when you catch yourself doing it, you're like, God, I'm a terrible person and you're yeah. not, you're not a terrible person. Mm. You've just, you're going through something at yeah, that yeah, time. Yeah. It's so easy to bully yourself mm. about it. And like, I'm really glad you can bring it up now because mm. for a lot of people, that's something that they wouldn't want to bring up. Well, it's quite mm. shameful, isn't it? Well, it makes you feel weak and- Exactly. Mm. There's this there's a lot of air of it. Like, people might have, people might have done certain things in the, in the midst of whatever they're going through. And just really like feel ashamed of it so much that they don't talk about it with anyone. Mm. I think the most important thing is like, yes, there are certain things that are deemed as, you know, that pe- people do odd stuff all the time. Yeah. yeah. But just hiding it, not having anyone you can talk to may make, may, may make or break of mm. someone realising, oh, they're not actually crazy. Yeah. At the end of the day, you didn't want to be doing that. Mm. Um, there's so many things that I've done in, in like crazy you know, that one relationship I've had. Yeah, the, yeah. The, you spoke about this in the last episode. There's like one relationship mm. that people, maybe, I don't know if this applies to everyone, that will just somehow be the one that they remember as like... It, it just pushes every single, yeah. every single one of your insecure buttons, if you have yeah. them. There's just oh, one Christ. where it just like, it just mashes on the yeah. keypad of insecurity. Oh. Yeah. And then you, which is great because you get to learn about yourself, but mm. it's also, again, if there is no way to vocalize that for a period of time, I'd completely lost my mind in that relationship. Mm. I didn't know what was right or wrong. I didn't know I was trying to handle so much stuff that there are certain things I would do Mm. that are kind of not deemed as okay. As in like, Mm. we'd have an argument. So then uh, my ex at the time would be like, I just, wouldn't say I need some space, but just stop responding to me. Mm. And if you're someone like me, thinks that the world is going to end if someone doesn't respond to your messages, mm. so just go to her house and, and like knock on her door. And she's like, yeah. what part of this thinks mm. yeah. makes you think this is okay? And I'm mm. like, well, you know, we've got to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm. I don't talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, right. Yeah. Mm. And I've just been standing in the rain waiting. Yeah. 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 Stuff like that. I just thought it was okay and acceptable. Yeah. Um, it's not an invitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought it was crazy. And then until I talked to someone, they'd be like, well, did you have any help at the time about mm. this? Mm. Or did you have anyone else helping you? Because mm. I felt so trapped in my own head. 
that I had no way to vocalise that, um, you know, doing that's not okay. Yeah. There's also a level with that. When you said also, when you said about that one relationship that just pushes all the buttons, mine came to mind and I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm having a little existential crisis in the corner here. Mm. But what you're describing there though is an anxious, avoidant relationship. Mm. Yeah. Where, and if people, listeners, please read Attached. Um, shout out to the attachment. Shout out to the attachment, ladies and gents and every <laughs> other gender in between. Um, with an anxious avoidant attachment relationship where they're together in an argument per se, or if someone who is anxious as an anxious person, you want to be with that person all the time. You want to like, it's, it says it does what it is. It is what it is. It is what it says on the tin. (laughs) We made it. Um, and they're anxious they want to be amongst the person they want to make sure like anything that they do wrong they'll apologize they want to fix Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. they're almost like I think with if you're thinking of a really extreme version think of a child holding a kitten you know when they squeeze it and they love it so much Mm. but they squeeze it and this kitten's like ah just wants to get away yeah whereas avoidant people completely withdraw and they go no I don't like I can't do it I can't deal with it no yeah and that you what you're describing there Mm. just completely ignoring your texts Mm. going incognito that's avoidant and you going there going we need to talk about it we need to fix it Mm. is anxious yeah like nothing is normal until this is fixed no yeah yeah yeah. and that's like and that's not a like that's not a bad thing Mm. it just you just need to be within a like find boundaries within that kind of relationship where you can reach like like, get an understanding of each other Mm -hmm. like as soon as you find out each other's attachment styles, it makes it very easy to then go, okay, now we can slot in now. Mm. And you can kind of like, com- not compensate, that's really bad, but you can kind of negotiate yeah. the different things that you both need. Because we all have our needs and our wants. Yeah. And we all have a different love language and we need to understand those in order to work mm. together properly. Mm. It's interesting to how, like, because I agree with that, like working mm. out your attachment styles in a relationship would be mm. very wise and very useful. Mm. Uh how have you found trying to broach that in a relationship? Well, it's funny actually. When I, my current boyfriend now, who, shout out Louis. Shout, um, shout out to Louis. Shout out to Louis. <laughs> um, Lou Dog. No, I'm not going to go. I don't even call him Lou Dog. I don't know where I'm going with this. Retract Lou Dog. Have you ever said Lou Dog? Shout out to Lou. Lou. <laughs> I haven't said Lou Dog. I call him Lou a lot. But then it just sounds like I'm talking about the toilet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes I'm like... Retract toilet. Yeah, retract yeah. toilet. Sorry, it. fog. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, when we first met, we were classic cases. Because I think, because obviously what I'd been like been through with my previous relationship, it completely put me off men. And I thought they were the Satan spawn of the earth. <laughs> so we I are, was like... We are, the, we are. Most of you... I'm sorry to put you all in a box. You're knobheads, mm. but you all have, as well as being knobheads, you also have different battles. Like, do you know what I mean? There's mm. a big I layer think of. Pretty great. Not yeah, you're oh, actually. No. I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to say anything, guys, but I've been sat here for the last hour and I'm actually concerned for my safety. <laughs> it's such a, I'm joking. Such a risky joke. <laughs> I am joking. No, we can cut that one out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chloe's perfectly safe. 
Might keep it in. As long as she completes the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a gun to my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Attachment starts. Sorry. So when I met Louis, so I was completely avoidant. I was like, no, don't want to speak to like anyone. I don't trust anyone. Um they just, I was just completely put off. Um when I met Louis, bless him. He would like ask what I was reading or what last I was doing, like because we kind of we were like we we're quite similar, and I think a lot of the things he suggested I enjoyed, and like vice versa. Mm. And um, I said, "Oh, I'm reading Attached, and I really think you should read it." And he went, "Yeah, okay." And he came to set him a reading list before. <laughs> <laughs> I really think you should read this. Yeah, but... and then we'll have another conversation. Um, and I've also got three other CVs. <laughs> that I'm looking at, so you're gonna need to go through that. And then there's two levels, two levels of interviews. And then we'll have one formal interview with the CEO. And then after that, we'll think about it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and we won't reply to you if you don't yeah. get it. <laughs> Sorry, that's nice. a no blow, wow. isn't it? <laughs> I feel that in my heart. See, <laughs> just coming out of. Three loads of interviews. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, <laughs> but um, no, and so I said, I basically just wrote to him. I was like, I'm reading this book. I think you'd really enjoy it. And he was like, yeah, okay. And he read it and went, Christ, I think I'm anxious. And at that time, I was so like anti him. And he'd get really, sometimes he'd say the loveliest things to me. And we basically met over lockdown. So it was a lot of like um, video chats and stuff like that. And so sometimes we'd have a video chat and we'd speak for a couple of days. He'd say something really nice to me and I'd go, oh, this is too much. Mm. And I wouldn't reply to him for days. Mm. And he'd just be sat on the other end of the phone, like, oh, just wow. like, just smiling and like waiting. like. Mm. And then after a while getting really anxious, being like, oh God, I've really put her off. I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. And then after both reading the book, I think, I'll be honest, I think he was a lot more accommodating than I was because I was like, no, go away. <laughs> um, and I think I did a lot of things to try and put him off intentionally, which is a very avoidant thing to do is to be like, no, I'm going to put them off because it's actually, barrier. yeah, because if they if they leave, then I've, my point's been proved. Do you know mm, what I mean? If they leave, yeah. my point's been proved that I didn't need them anyway. What, what sort of things would you do to put them off? Um... This is that. And we, we spoke to each other. Do you know what? And his reaction is also an anxious reaction. Um, he was like, this was a couple of months into dating, actually. He was like, so I'm I'm not I'm not seeing anyone else, by the way. And I was like, I am. <laughs> and were I, you? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went, I am sauce. <laughs> He was so upset, oh. and I was like, and I was like, Christ, why is this guy so upset? God, <laughs> I was horrible. And then he said that he would like, because we both had deleted dating apps at this point. He said that he is like, Louis is a good looking man, and he matches a lot of people. And he said that his reaction to it was to go on to make a screen. <laughs> We both are so. This I, this is a very good example of the extremes of anxious attachment and avoidant attachment. And he went on his phone and went on his dating app and scrolled through the people that had matched him, or not matched him, but had liked him. 
to prove to me that actually he was desirable. <laughs> so I would then go, no, we can sort it out. <laughs> we, when we finally spoke nice. about it, we, we did actually both speak about it. We were like, Christ, what's wrong <laughs> with us? But there wasn't anything wrong with us. We both were just reacting out of emotion. Like it, mm. it's like no one of coherent mind says to the person that they, oh, I obviously really like him and really liked him then mm. and go, well, actually, I'm dating other people, so you can fuck off. Like, <laughs> who does that? Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a funny one. Mm-hmm. But since kind of like since both sitting down and being like, okay, this is like this is how I feel about this, and he would sit down and go, and this is how I feel about this. I think I'm quite lucky that he's very, he's probably a lot more communicative than I ha- ever have been. So he's at times forced me to sit down and talk about how I feel, mm. which makes me feel incredibly vulnerable. Mm. Like for a lot of people anyway, I'm not even saying for avoidant people, like mm. it makes you quite vulnerable. And I think he gave me a very safe space to be vulnerable mm. without feeling like I was going to get hurt because I have been in the past. Mm. And it's okay to shut down when those things happen because like it, it just becomes overwhelming. Like you don't mm. want to be put yourself in a position where you know you'd put yourself in it before Mm. and you'd been hurt. Mm. And so I think I was very lucky for him to provide that space. Mm. But also like, it's just, you. it's horrible and it's, you hate it, but you have to sit down with the person that you love Mm. and talk about these things. Because I know there's that whole thing of like, oh, well, well, what if we're not being compatible? We don't work. It's like, well, you're gonna be incompatible and not work without talking then. You're slipping into your Essex accent. That's it, right there. You know, I have a name for her as well. It's called Chantel. <laughs> Chantel Chardonnay. I think, I think we were talking about this before the podcast, maybe, but Chloe has an Essex alter ego that she falls into when she's had a, when she's had a drink. And, um, and she was briefly slipping into it now as she was describing. I was, I was yeah. You were doing an impression of yourself, I think. Of me. Like, like, yeah. This is the worst bit. <gasps> Maybe she's the truth. My tummy's rumbling. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> she's it. That's Chantal. She's Chantal shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see us like this. <laughs> but oh no, what were we saying? Sorry. We're talking about venison v- discomfort. But you have to be, you have to make yourself vulnerable and talk to someone. The biggest piece of advice if, is if you know someone is not going to make themselves as vulnerable with you. Sometimes it sucks, but communication is great. Mm. But, and you can communicate until the cows come home, but unless it's followed up by an action, mm. you've wasted your time. Mm. But, and I know that's really cutthroat about it, but unless it's followed up with an action and like sorting it out and kind of like, Working together with it, it mm. means jack shit. And sometimes some people, although you love them, if they're not gonna turn around and kind of like give you the benefit of the doubt as well, mm. or, or or even just like, I don't know, like just merge with what you like, then they're not really worth it. I know it's really savage, but you sometimes gotta learn the hard way. And we all have to learn it. So like, and we'll keep going through those patterns until we've realized it. Mm. And I think um, when that's when these attachment issues become, or people discover quite severe ones, is when they're in relationships where they are incompatible, and yet that fear of being alone is so strong Mm. that the two people are hooked on the not wanting to be on their own over 
calmly looking at their relationship and being like, this is not going a way that it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then arguments happen, so then more severe things happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get, uh, in the book Facing Love Addiction, you get some pretty intense stories. You get like the kind of examples that I relate to, mm-hmm. like the not being able to be calm if so-and-so hasn't responded to you. And then you get the like mm-hmm. really abusive like stories and I'm like, yeah. whoa, intense. But it all falls under the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it is harsh, but you are right. And like, if you're in something that you you have a hint of, even just a hint, it's really obvious that like obviously not working, mm. or you think it might not be working. Mm. I think people have just got to like bite the bullet and be like, we need to talk. You know, yeah, we need to like have a talk with that person. Yeah, and, like, assess what's going on, or just get the fuck out mm. or as your sponsor would say fuck it off just fuck it off fuck yeah. it off yeah one of my yeah. old sponsors one of his favourite things used to say to me if I didn't if I was like deliberating something mm. I'd be like oh, just fuck it off I'd be like what because I expect him to be like no you got to be have courage yeah. you got to get in there you got to do it and he'd be like no just fuck it off man yeah. and I'd be like oh no I can't he'd be like oh do it then I'd be like you're a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> but that's such a good, he's like, he's already, you've already made up your mind then as well. Cause yeah, one yeah, of the, yeah. you either fuck off and go, oh no, or you like are the other way, or you go, you've yeah. already made up your mind with your reaction. Do you know mm. what I mean? Sneaky Jedi mind yeah. trick from him. Or uh, flip a coin. Yeah. Oh. And then whatever one it lands on and you're not happy with, then you know that you shouldn't have flipped a coin because you don't have to do it. Yeah. It's very true. Don't do that. No. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm interested in, you know, you're saying about communicating an action mm. coming off the back of it. Mm. Could you give us an example of, of something that perhaps you've done that you thought was effective? Um... I'm trying to think, actually. Is this where it's exposed that you never set any actions? This is where this is probably where I've I don't follow up with actions, and Louis is a very kind man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking about, about to Louis. No, there's. Time. Do you know what Louis still? As much as I do, I go into complete like bless him. He gets this is. Do you know what this is one thing? Mm. Louis is very much someone who needs to like know a plan or be able to communicate a plan. Sometimes I do just go a bit incognito. Mm. And it's not that I'm not like wanting, mm, I know I sometimes I do want to avoid people, that's a lie. <laughs> um, I just kind of, if I'm not with him, 
sometimes I just won't reply just because mm. I'm just I'm busy or just I just don't think about it mm. I'm someone who once I'm invested in something that I'm doing I have to get it done yeah and or as Louis says oh no I'll just do that while I'm here it's I'm one of those people and then I'll be gone for like three hours and he'll be like where have you gone mm. and sometimes at the beginning that made him quite anxious like he was just a bit like god have I said something have I done something wrong mm. but I have to like at that time I was like no do you know what actually I do you don't have to tell your partner where you are what you're doing all the time mm. but you can just send a text to be like hope you're having a nice day um, mm. and then that's just that completely validated him and he then feels oh okay she is thinking of me I can crack on then. Mm. And then I've done that little bit, which let's be honest, it's taken two seconds. Mm. That yeah. then I can carry on for my other or one and a half hours of just like pottering about and doing bits and bobs mm. without anything coming to a head afterwards. Mm. And for for me, I at some points really hated the fact that he was getting so like understanding me quite personally and i just would sh will shut down ignore him and yeah, be yeah, yeah. like quite mean yeah and he started like just kind of being a bit more patient with me and knowing that it would just take me a bit of time to kind of like be to want to be vulnerable with him yeah yeah, yeah. um especially at the time like I thought, oh, what we he mentioned it the other day and it was very strange because he said it went from like once I was very, 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 very reserved for a very long time. Mm. And there's almost like the floodgates opened that I just was incredibly like vulnerable with him. Yeah. And I think he was so like, obviously, bless him, he does say it was very sweet. But I think, oh my God, I was an absolute bloody mess because I was already just like scraping up my puzzle pieces, trying to fit them all back together, but just like blindly, like with tears in my eyes, like, oh. <laughs> like a tortoise on his back like no <laughs> and um at one point i think it was off the back of like i was going through therapy as well like a therapy for my like i said earlier realizing my own toxic patterns that i needed to crack down on shout out to therapists shout out to my therapist mm. her name's joe thank you joe shout out to joe we'll love you we'll get her on do you know what she'd be amazing she's such a queen she is an absolute icon um and i remember it was when louie and i first started like sharing a bed and i think it was probably being sharing a bed with someone that just like hit me so hard because i was just like you're very, like sharing a bed with someone if you aren't necessarily well, you can be intimate, of course. What are they for? But um, <laughs> shout out to beds. Shout out to beds. <laughs> this is actually a de uh, what is it? Um, a mattress promo. What's a mattress company? It's actually a sleep night promo. For all your mattressing <laughs> and, needs. And so to beds over there. And so to so there we go. Shout out to and so to beds. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Christ, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> But it was making myself that vulnerable to be like quite close to someone because obviously you are. And he'd go, right, I'm gonna go and brush. We'd have a really fun night. We'd go out, like go out and do something. Um, sometimes they'd have a party at their house or something like when house parties were allowed again. And I would, we, I'd get into bed and he'd be like, I'm gonna go brush my teeth. And I'd be like, okay, like completely smiling. And he'd come back and I would just be like breaking down, like mm. fully in tears, just mm. like, 
uncontrollably try, like crying, like not even wailing, just like proper sobbing, like sad sobbing. Yeah. And I did that for about three months. Wow. Yeah. Which is a long time. Yeah. That's so interesting. Uh, yeah. And then one day it just stopped. Did you know what was coming up for you though then when, you, mm, when that was happening? I think it was the fact that I was, I think it was the fact that I was being so close to someone again. Because yeah. like my last relationship, like he was very, I was extremely anxious. Like I was like trying to do everything, like treading on tiptoes. And he was just on the other end of the spectrum, like, um, oh, I remember this now and it's really sad. Like would be like, oh, I'd be like, oh, can I have a hug? And he'd be like, no, you've had too many today. What? Yeah. Like things like that, very, very, no, this is too much. Stop it. Leave me alone. Oh my God, you're so annoying. Stuff like that. Mm. That when I met Louis, who's the complete opposite. So you didn't, you kind of installed the other way of being. Yeah. So suddenly when you realise that that is not the way everyone is. Yeah. That it f freaks you out. Yeah. And I think it became a defence mechanism mm. that I was like, oh, well, actually, because I've had a few toxic boyfriends in my life. Mm. Um, shout out to the toxic boyfriends. Shout out to the toxic boyfriends. <laughs> well, my my thing with those people is that sometimes people's penance is being themselves mm. and I wouldn't ever want to be them. So mm. <laughs> shout out to the toxic boyfriends. Yeah, shout out to them. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> um, but they, yeah. And I think I just went from, I was so used to being love bombed at the beginning of a relationship that everything was beautiful and sweet and they, they were like, gonna like they gave me everything that I wanted and like mm. all the boxes were ticked and yada, yada, yada. And then when it gets to like three months in, like it's almost like a change of scene where they're like, well, and they completely retract and you're like, well, hang, hang on. Mm. Why, why, isn't, why isn't this happening now? Mm. And then you question, you're like, what am I doing? And so you change in order to like make them happy again and then they'll be happy again, but they'll take it away. And so mm. you get into this habit of like try, really, really, really changing everything that you do in order to make someone happy because you need that love that they originally gave you. Mm. And I think I was so worried about it happening again. I just went, well, no, you can fucking work for it then, mate. Mm. Like, go on. Mm. Like, I'll tell you to jump and I'll tell you how high. Like, mm. and you put, and I put him in such a, bless him. I do think, I think back on it and I'm like, my friends at the time even were wincing when I when they'd say, how's Louis? And I'd be like, well, I don't know. He's too nice. And they'd be wincing because they know he's so lovely. And it's just, it was it was a tricky time. Like it was a, obviously a very exposing time as mm. well. But if you're not in a relationship where you have someone that is understanding and willing to adapt with you, mm. then you you're not gonna get over the mm. the hurdle because because mm. then you might just be stuck in that kind of trap forever. Yeah. Or you might or you might just become avoidant. Boom. Mm. Yeah. Attachment yeah, yeah. key phrases. Attachment. Good key phrases. Good. Yeah. Remember it. I, yeah. yeah. Um, which just seems like you managed to find, which is great. Yeah, I do. Also, as well, I do stand by another really like i don't know i might be being really blunt about this if someone's not willing to listen and take on board what you're saying or, mm. or what you are communicating with them they obviously don't like you enough mm. it's such a hard pill to swallow but it's kind of true mm. because for people that you love you want to sort it out mm. 
Like you were, if you, and I know people are like, oh, no, I do like them. But then when they say that, there's always a but. Mm. And you're like, well, you don't like them enough then. Mm. And so why, why are you wasting their time by saying, oh, well, you're good for now? And why are you wasting your own time? It's that fear of being alone again, isn't it? It all comes back to the need of need to be with <clears> people because we all love a bit of human contact. Who doesn't love a bloody hug? Mm. Yeah. So, but it's all Which about... Which is why, shout out to Japan. <laughs> we should start introducing cafes. Really? Shout out to Japan, we'll get them on. Oh, have you heard about, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you heard about <laughs> these kind of cafes in Japan? I haven't, no. They sound lovely. I think some of them are more cosy than other ones. Some of them seem a bit on the cusp of... I'm not going to voice my opinions in case we get Japan on. Yeah. Someone get, Someone get Japan on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, some of the. We're in in twelve step fellowships. Some non-judgmental program. Hugging is very. Oh, it's very important. Hugging is mm. an important one. So you do actually you hug. You tend to hug in greetings, people, and you also hug at the end of meetings. Although that was obviously fucked up a little bit by COVID. Mm. Um, although that's kind of come back now, and we are hugging. Pro- yeah. Probably against guidance. Don't go around hugging random people. Yeah. Um, but it is, it, and I do. You know it's it's interesting because when I when I first came into twelve step meetings, I was I I felt very unused to hugging mm. people. Not in like not in like a, um, what's the word like you know I'd hug my family or I'd hug my girlfriend or whatever, mm. but like hugging grown men, who've been to prison. <laughs> who look like scary gruff men and they're like kind of welcoming you with like a really lovely hug yeah it was an interesting process and then now I'm like a default hugger like I'll go yeah. Chloe and I hugged yeah we hugged when I came in met just now yeah mm. I have a question then mm-hmm. do you think that was more of um, an upbringing thing like with like your like family or your the area that you grew up in or do you think that that's more of a male on male thing that that's considered like uh, something that you just don't do. You want to go with me? I'm always hugging people. You've always hugged people, but I'm never hugging scary, intimidating strangers that mm. look like they might flick me and kill me. Yeah, no fair. And I'm dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you, you were you resistance towards to male on male hugging as a youth? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't go up to. I guess if you're at a party in uni, mm. and there's like ultra cool people there, I know that I've adapted to the Bristol scene now, mm. and I tried to be cool. Mm. But um, you are very edgy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all a facade. Yeah. I actually like to dress up as a ballerina. Mm. My comfort. Actually, you have to be careful with what you're saying nowadays. We're all open here. We're mm. all open here. But, um, yeah, if I'm not going to put up strange, comedic, that aren't funny barriers and get to the point. Um, yeah, to be to like be intimidated by people, I would be like more reserved. Mm. And I'd be like, okay, you're, you're like, I, I had like my, my, um, my energy levels would be very... You know, I think that it would be more dangerous to me or like a threat to me or intimidating mm. to me. So then to go and hug someone that I don't know is like, it was quite a hurdle to get over. Mm. 
Um, but once you do that, and I think that's the most powerful thing that anyone can do is go and give someone a hug that you don't know because it's like you're entering into their personal space mm. and you're like, oh, this person's safe. Mm. You don't, you know. That's mm. why I should just go to prison and hug people. Yeah. I just like, I'm, I'm a ruthless hugger now. I'll hug everyone. Ruthless hugger. Ruthless, yeah. Like, ruthless. But to answer your question, mm. I think that um, growing up, and it's interesting, I, I hug my dad now, mm. deliberately, very deliberately, but I don't think we had much, I don't think we hugged very much when we were kids. When I was kids, he was an adult. My, my dad was an adult <laughs> and I was the kid. Um, I don't recall hugging him very much. And I, again, I deliberately hugged my mum and I don't recall hugging her very much. They'll never listen to this, so this is fine. I'm mm. sure they'd be really upset if they thought that and maybe they would correct me and they did. But um, I don't think we were a very tactile family. Mm. Um, my family were. Really? Really like, you know, affectionate, hugs mm. and all that kind of thing um, from like day one. Mm. Uh, and it was only as I got older that uh, I thought that they had. I bloody hope they're not listening. Overhugged? <laughs> no, I, I went. I went the opposite as I got oh. older. The more my addiction started, I was like, I don't want you to come close to me. Sorry. Yeah. Because because there's a lot of blame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. So that kind of mm. anyone anyone in so my relationship with hugging was anyone that I deemed to be some sort of a reason why. Mm. I was in a, some sort of a rut mm. and I would be like I'm not gonna did hugging then make you feel more vulnerable than it did powerful or did it expose you uh... so what what that what that question has brought up is when I was in yeah, say it. when I was in uni and I was in the peak of, I did, I've never admitted this and I don't know why it's come up come up for me, but as for the point of the podcast, I um, when I'd be in the height of like using certain drugs, I would like oh, it's so embarrassing to say, but it's part of it. I would like ask. I remember specifically asking a girl mate of mine mm. if she can come up and just give me a cuddle. Mm. And we hadn't had, that's not that kind of friendship. Mm. It wasn't, to, I had no sexual, it was nothing sexual behind it. It wasn't the devil's cuddle. No. No. It was literally just like, I need, I, I felt so confused and lost that I just needed to feel safe. And they mm. did. And I didn't make any, and I remember that so vividly. Mm. And I don't know why they did, but I was like, I must have said something that indicated that I was not okay. And literally on the way for them coming up on the like on the way into the the flat, I was like I, like sniffing lines and and there was one point when I was like oh, I need to go to the toilet because we were like watching something and cuddling and I went off and I was like this was happening like I was taking drugs mm. whilst having like I don't know what was going on mm. so there's a part of me that was like I needed to feel safe mm. so then yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm. And then obviously you just like hug your mates hello. Mm. Mm. Um, but I don't know what that was about that evening. Mm. And this happened like a few, like not a few times, but it happened where I like, that was all I wanted from somebody. Can well, I, all... oh, I was going to do, no, no, I was going to therapize you. Yeah, go on. Did the hug make you feel exposed? And then you needed to 
gain control again by using? Maybe. Yeah, because I, I specifically remember that there was no other intention there. I didn't try and like get off of her or anything. Mm. Mm. But you so, knew you needed a hug. Yeah, I needed to like just like lie down with someone. Um, but that's like quite a classic trope of using as well of having the kind of the nurse character look, yeah. up, look after you mm. whilst you are kind of this uh, victim slash patient person. Because mm. I used to love being taken care of when I was when I was using and when I was particularly when I was on the come down. I used to I, I sustained an entire relationship I think on that dynamic of nurse and patient. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? What was your relationship to contact growing up? Physical contact? My parents were on a farm at home. So they were all quite hardy. Very hardy parents. Uh, they work incredibly hard. Love them to pieces. Shout out to close parents. Uh, shout out to Dave and Rosie. Thanks Dave and Rosie. Fans. Yeah, no. Rosie's a Bristolian as well, so she's... Top girl. Top, top gal. Top lass. But she... They are... We're not the most tactile family. And I think, not out of the, not them wanting to be. Mm. When we were younger, I think we were, but as we got older, I just don't think it was something that we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is funny, but now, like now we hug all the time. And I think mm. it's because maybe my sister and I both hug a lot. And so if I see my dad, I'll give him a hug straight away. Like yeah, there's none yeah, of that, yeah. I won't have, I don't know. Yeah. I think I also changed as well. Like you go from being a moody teenager to being like, Mom, don't touch me. Oh my God, you're so uncool. Yeah, and then, yeah, then yeah, you're yeah. like, and then you're kind of like, you, you kind of like get over it. And you're like, oh, I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th I personally, like with hugs with other people for a very long time, I didn't like hugging people. Um, I think in a similar way, I think it made me feel like very vulnerable and exposed. I was like, mm. I always kind of had a bit of a guard. Um, and then I just got to the point where I was like, well, I'm aware of, I'm, I think this was it. I'm now aware that I can't be afraid of someone hurting me. Mm. I have to be more aware that I would be able to like look after myself if they did. Mm. And you've got to like change the narrative. Mm. And so then that kind of bit of vulnerability that I would feel with people giving them a hug, like mm. those, those kinds of, um, affectionate things then kind of became well okay then that's mm. okay I can make myself vulnerable mm. well, could you say that again for me because that was such a good pearl of wisdom <laughs> you're actually more aware of what sorry. so instead of being more aware of how much someone could hurt you mm. you have to be more aware of how able you are to overcome it if they did oh so God. you have to put all of that energy into you writing that down you're looking recording it okay. yeah <laughs> shit yeah <laughs> that's good shit thanks that's real good shit you should you should write a book thanks yeah i mean just I, did that like i need someone to write it for me because i just be like blah, 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 and then they write it all down and then try and paste it together coherently we'll but it'd be quite good we'll get you an editor yeah no, we'll fine. get an editor on get an editor on <laughs> Love it. God, the guest list is going mad recently. We just keep saying we're getting so many people. Don't know how we're going to get First time we've Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, we did say we'd have Eckhart. Who's the first one? We'll then Russell on. Brand. Yeah. When he gets back to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going back. I wrote, I wrote to Russell Brand. 
You were um, interested, bro. Yeah, because like, because oh. I was running in lockdown. I was running a Zoom meeting for mm. an, an NA Zoom meeting, mm. and I needed someone to do like the main speaking on it. Mm. So I emailed Russell Brand on his website and said, "Come and speak for us." And uh, his uh, his PA responded to me like three weeks later and said, "Really sorry, Russell, can't do it." Nice of you to message there, and I was like, "Fuck you, Brand." Yeah, getting your PR, write your responses as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you're listening, Russell. Yeah. We got beef. We got beef. Yeah. Is he vegetarian as well, or is he vegan now? He's vegan now. No, all the beef, and he's vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christ. We've got fifteen minutes left. Yeah. So we've got enough time to. What can we dive into? You know, we have a lot. I would like to ask Chloe some more questions. Yeah. On the subject of something you were saying earlier about Mm. conversations you have with Louis, Mm. your boyfriend, um, when it makes you uncomfortable when you don't talk. So because Dan and I have spoken in the past about intimacy Mm. and vulnerability and how, because I'm sure Dan's kind of similar to me. I don't have any problem talking about my drug addiction Mm. or talking about things that happened a while ago mm. like stuff stuff that i did in relationships a few years ago i can talk about now mm. the the aspect of intimacy i struggle with now is when i feel or think something mm. that i don't think will be well received by my friend my partner mm. my natural instinct is to bury it mm. and to not talk about it so say for example mm. we were in a relationship and you did something that i didn't like mm. I I really struggle to communicate that, which is the very mm. definition of intimacy is being able yeah. to communicate that, and I can't do that. Yeah. And I was wondering when you were you, kind of describing when you and Louis have conversations, how you find that and how you deal with it. I find them really hard. Excellent. I am. I like. I'm not someone who is like. I'm. I am so far from being any sort of expert in anything to do with love or relationships. Like that's just. Mm. It's not something that's on my radar. We're all trying to learn and work our way through it. Yeah, we're all but Exactly, we're all winging it. We're all trying to cling on to hope and we don't know where we're going. Um, but I know I find I find it really hard. Like, um, I find it really hard because I tend to not say something for such a long time that when I do, I snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. And I see myself. It's almost like a bird's eye view of me doing it. Mm. And I go shit that was really mean Mm. and it's obviously built up for so long that I just like the other day it was something so small I think it was Louis coming back to visit my family and he didn't want to come for a certain reason because he was too tired Mm. but he'd been to the pub like what three nights that week and I was Mm. like how come you're not tired and obviously it didn't bother me at the time but it did irk me because I was like I know we're going to want to go back to my family soon Mm. and he's going out a lot yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, bothering yeah, me yeah, yeah, yeah. because the priorities there. And I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything for such a long time. But when I finally did, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, no wonder you're fucking tired then. Yeah, and yeah, he was yeah. like, well, what do you mean? And like, obviously he went on the defensive, like, I haven't been like that. Yeah. And I was like, well, no, you can't say to me that you're tired and then go out drinking and then say, well, actually, I can't come to this big thing now mm. because I'm too tired. Because... Mm. Then I've got to say to him, well, what it feels like, and that's that's the key. Tell someone how it makes you feel. Mm. Is say that makes this is what this is what happened. This is how it made me feel, and this is why it hurt. Like mm. point evidence explanation, but don't go. You did this. Say 
this happened by you going out a lot it made me feel that you prioritized that over a big thing of coming to meet my family because mm. then you're not saying you like you're an asshole look what you did you're saying mm. this action hurt my feelings mm. i'd prefer let's try and work something out mm. and obviously at the beginning he was defensive like i we all get like that. I'm so defensive. I'm probably the most defensive person. And I'm so bloody petty as well. I'm like, fuck <laughs> <Okay>. him. <laughs> and so... For the benefit of the listeners, Chloe just pulled a ridiculous... <laughs> <piece> <laughs> <of> <laughs> to demonstrate her pettiness. Yeah. Oh, God, sorry. This is really giggle. Um, <laughs> but, and as soon as, honestly, it's like, I just snapped and it just all came out. And I said it really harshly and I know I did. And I mm. sat and thought afterwards because we were on the phone as well. And so I was like, look, I'm just going to go. And he was like, well, no, let's talk about it. And I was like, no, I've had enough. I'm just kind of like hung up the yeah, phone. Yeah. And I went, God, if I'd only just told him bit by bit mm. how it was making me feeling as we were going along, mm. it might have changed it. And do you know what? Within five minutes, um, I was going to his house anyway, and so I turned up like really begrudgedly, like <laughs> stood at the front door, like raining, like yeah, all yeah, like yeah. stroppy and stuff. Like, yeah. and um, he opened the door and he gave me a big hug and he was like, "I'm really sorry because I can totally see where you're coming from. I was being really defensive um, because I think I was trying to make my going out seem okay when obviously I knew I was going to be tired, and I put the blame on that rather than." Um, wanting to come and see your family. I'm actually really nervous about seeing your family. I do find it really hard to sometimes talk to them because we're still in getting, we're, in, we're still in the stages of getting to know each other. Mm. And I was like, great. Mm. Like, and it needed, it needed that moment of us both coming away. And this is where I feel like if you both don't come away and go, oh shit, like mm. could have handled that better. Because mm. we both knew we'd had emotional reactions. Yeah. But I do find mine build up. And I, mm. and I don't say anything and I push it down and I push it down and I push it down. And then I go, no, enough, leave it. Like, oh. Yeah. And I and I feel myself do it. And you've yeah. just got to be able to let it out. And it's very scary. Similar as well. Yeah. 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 And it comes out in strange ways. Yeah. Mm. Which is the uh, text that I just blanked you on, which I initiated, which is funny. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. I which we him such great advice it was fantastic <laughs> advice it was so good and he just blacked the shit out of it it's and I, I, was, I was i was writing it i was like i am knocking this out of the park yeah this, nothing this radio is, silence this is part of this is a combination of the two of you of being in my own little world and being busy and then seeing a text and be like i'm gonna get back to that mm. and then getting distracted and then suddenly it's like three days have gone by and you're like oh my god I didn't, mm. I didn't, I forgot that it happened. So you're right. I wasn't, mm. I wasn't concerned. The issue of like having something build up mm. and not clearing it out of your system. So then the person you're trying not to upset gets upset. Mm. And it's, I do this mm. thing that's habitual and I need to figure it out where I'll, I'll not speak my truth. Mm. And then the make or break point, say, for example, is I at the moment without going into too many details of the privacy of a relationship mm. it'll be as simple as I'm pretty tired and mm. I haven't owned up to how tired I am I'm mm. a busy guy mm. and I just need to be like I just need to go home lie in bed watch mm. something go to bed wake up clear my head mm. be fresh 
Instead, what I'll do is I'll open up doors to other things to do, mm-hmm. whether it's mm-hmm. being productive, going and meeting up with someone, or the person that I don't want to upset and go and see Lydia and be like, I'm at full capacity here. Mm-hmm. I haven't owned up to it. I haven't been honest. Mm-hmm. And then the person that I don't want to be left hanging is left hanging. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, so you're not, you might not be coming around now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it came down to a conversation of just be honest call me up and say I can't I need to go in or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. but instead I'm like I'm so like oh, I don't want to don't want to upset them oh no no yeah, and then it reaches yeah. a point of like almost like catastrophe yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah if you just spoke in the first place I have a question for you both mm-hmm. yeah why do you withhold the information you think like why do you withhold it are you scared of like hurting someone's feelings or of, or has someone reacted badly to your need or need for kind of like pace or or kind of like need for time alone badly before yeah 100 percent. that was i mean that was my entire childhood was uh and again my parents won't listen to this so it's Mm. fine and i love them dearly now we Mm. have a wonderful relationship but my when i was young no uh my feelings of anger confusion um betrayal Mm. they when they were expressed they were not met with unconditional love they were met with recrimination Mm. i can't believe you're saying this that's ridiculous Mm. that's so rude how dare you speak to your mother like that how dare you speak to me like that shame yeah 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 um and then i had that relationship i mentioned Mm. um i had an experience in that relationship where the the person that i was in the relationship with Mm. There were three or four instances of arguments where I showed anger. And when I did, mm. uh, the the person I was in the relationship with shut, shut down completely mm. and didn't speak to me for days on end until I reapproached them. Mm. And when I did, each time uh, this person would say, uh, I saw a side of you I didn't like, mm. or I didn't know you could be like that. So immediately, I like in that particular relationship, I was so terrified of showing that side afterwards that I would bury it and bury it and bury it. Mm. But you can only bury it for so long and it would come out sideways. Mm. Um, but, you know, what I learned from that was there is a side of me mm. that is uh, undesirable, unattractive and mm. repellent to this person. Therefore, I can yeah. never show them this side of me, um, which fucked me up for quite a while after mm. that relationship. Um, and the only thing that really solved it, and it's like... I wish I could say like, I you know I did some work on myself and I solved it myself. Mm. The only thing that actually helped, well, really not not lots of stuff helped actually. That's not true, mm. but the only thing that really um, alleviated the shame I felt over that was I went I got into a relationship with someone after that, and we were together for like maybe seven or eight months. Mm. Um, so this was a girl from recovery. Yeah, that Dan knows, uh, and. I in that relationship I was still really struggling from that previous breakup and it wasn't mm. the relationship wasn't right mainly because of that I was still reeling from this mm. this other breakup but she every time I brought something mm. like I actually had the courage to bring that stuff up of I'm angry about this or mm. I'm having this pattern of thought and I can't feel like I can't talk to you about it but every time I did mm. and I expected her to rage because mm. some of the stuff I was saying was like not reasonable this Mm. was like me just being 
and I don't even think I was articulating it as beautifully as you were earlier. Right? I feel when you did that, I don't yeah. think I was doing that. I was oh, just no, but who does it? Like yeah. unless unless you really think about yeah, it, yeah, yeah. who does it? Like yeah. sometimes you say it through gritted teeth, like this action yeah, made me yeah. feel like, and you you're allowed to be angry. Yeah, Anger's yeah. allowed. Like these are all valid feelings. Yeah, 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 yeah. And which is something this person encouraged me over. Mm. But every time I brought, I brought, I can think of three conversations we had where. I was like, I'm bringing relationship ending stuff to this mm. conversation now. Um, and each time she met it with total unconditional love. Mm. And not like a perfect reaction, but like unconditional love. And she mm. had her own reaction to it. And we talked about it afterwards. Mm. But each time I did, she and I've that's the best example I've ever been given from someone. Yeah. Was like how she, she dealt with stuff that I said to her. And that was the thing where I was like, ah, oh, you can do this. You can... Mm. Uh, you can meet someone else's um, unsavory thoughts or feelings mm. with unconditional love. And that's how I would aspire to be in a relationship the way she acted with me. Mm. That's me. me. You. Uh, so I'm going to follow a similar like template to the way you did it. Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Why, why are you afraid to give the information? Why are you yeah, afraid to tell right. someone you're at capacity? Why? Very, very similar to Mark in the way that... Um, but... Uh, and if my family are listening, uh, because they tend to be super proud and accidentally click on things that I'm up mm. to and you know listen to a DJ mix of like relentless, fast dance music and be like, they oh, love that's it. really nice. They absolutely yeah. love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Your granny's like, oh. Very lively. <laughs> it takes me back to the yeah. hardcore trance era. Yeah. Um, no, no, I, sh- I shouldn't be uh, <laughs> that harsh. But yeah, um, I uh, felt very parented in every direction that I went. Mm. So therefore, I've led up. I've been brought up believing that my opinion, mm. my own opinion, is wrong, and I should have another opinion. Mm. I should wait someone to give me an answer that mm. is not my own mm. so now that's carried on and I got into the relationship that I was in where I also was made to believe that my own beliefs about myself aren't correct and I should be changing no matter what whoever I am whoever mm. Dan is is not right and I need to adapt again mm. so now it's installed in me where it's like I know I should have some time to myself. I know I should relax, but that's not the right way to be thinking. Mm. I should be doing something else. I should be working. Yeah. I should be the caring boyfriend. I should be the good friend that, you know, stops mm. what he's doing and goes and hangs out. And it's like, no matter what, that opinion of what I'm thinking is wrong and I need to have a different opinion mm. is like really installed in me. Yeah. So now it's just like, it's almost like a, and I'm learning mm. and I think that everyone is learning and it's mm. like you saying you're learning about when this happens I feel this way mm. that kind of thing it's also getting in touch with actually how you really feel yeah because that's like such a big thing is like actually being able to understand yeah it's so fucking hard it's so it's hard, hard to understand how you it's feel so at hard. So I, yeah so I so totally you don't get trust yourself. You. Well, exactly and I think that's a bit of something where for both of you are you're both at other ends of the spectrum where you've got like one side of you is like oh actually no one's told me that I meant to feel like this and on the other hand it's like I've been completely shamed to feel like this 
and it's sad like because obviously we love our parents and there are like uh the the people that we look up to for a very long part of our life we still look up to them now like there's still mm. an element of like oh better not tell them that christ like because mm. they're big people in our lives but they make such an impact on how we develop and those two ends of it are like i don't know I, t- I hear both of you i'm thinking about it now it's funny isn't it like mm. having learning how to trust yourself again mm. and how to trust all those bits of you that aren't necessarily like squeaky clean because mm. like when is it ever mm. mark i was really resonating with you when you were saying about anger because mm. when i was younger i was such a fucking angry kid mm. i'm still such a fiery angry ball of blonde screamy mess and i'm just like <laughs> I totally resonate with you. Mm. It took me years to really love that part of myself. Mm. And it was only through therapy with Jo, repping Jo. Shout out to Jo. Jo. We'll get her on. We love her. <laughs> we love her. And she said to me, she was like, Claire, you've got, you got to honour the tiger. And I literally <sighs> have to think about my anger. <laughs> honour the tiger. Yeah, it probably would. I do want it. Book. I want it tattooed in. I spent a lot of time in India and I want it tattooed on me in Hindi to honour the, honor the tiger. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, she was like, you just got to honour the tiger. And I had to literally create a character that was my anger in order to talk to it mm. when really it was myself. So anytime I got angry, I'd have to go, it's okay. You're not in fight mode. You are allowed to feel cross. There are ways of expressing it and we can do it together. And I'd literally have to like talk to it as though it was a little as though it was a as though it was there, a real mm. thing. And it changed my life because me and this tiger now, that my tiger's almost gotten smaller because I honor her and I respect the fact that she's allowed to be there. Cause she's been there to protect me. She's been there to remind me that actually no, these things aren't okay. She's been like, she's my weapon. She's an absolute weapon. But the more you say to her, you're shit, fuck off, da da da, the more she's obviously going to fight back because mm-hmm. why would that part of you not? Mm. Wow. No. I like that a lot. I love that. So. <laughs> Sorry. That, I went off on one. <laughs> no, 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 I was that's, like, that's a beautiful way to finish, I think. Aww. We are at the time that we've been allocated for this episode. <laughs> Uh, to quickly kind of want to say thank you. Thank you, Chloe. Okay. You've been wonderful. It's been um, really good. Um, set a high bar for any future guests. So future yeah, yeah, guests, yeah. if you're listening. Shout out to future guests. You know, Eckhart get ready. Tolle. Yeah. Eckhart, come on, Eckhart. Eckhart. Russell Brand. Russell Brand. <laughs> when you finally get her. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to say. <sighs> he would love that. I don't, I don't want to say that. I love the guy. <laughs> thank you, Chloe. Thank uh, you Thank so you for much. having me. Yeah, it's been well so fun. Uh, if you have any kind of like finale short pearls of wisdom to share with anyone that might be uh, in, in a difficult relationship, in a difficult uh, period of time of being on their own, or the, or the fresh relationship where they're just a bit like, oh, this is difficult. Um, I've always said to myself, and I've always, and this would be something that I would pass on to all of like, if I ever like, ever reproduced <laughs> um or if for like for listeners chloe yeah. is making a gagging yeah <laughs> at the thought but, of reproduction discuss i mean reproduction fun children oh, sorry, no yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let's set that one clear um but to any of my fun auntie days come through 
um, one thing I've always said, and it's not to do with relationships, it's to do with life. And you're well within your right to change your mind mm. at any point. Love you that. could be at the top of the bloody aisle. Mm. And if you realize, no, I've changed my mind, this isn't right, that's okay. Mm. And you shouldn't feel shame towards that because you're well within your right to do so. Smashed it. I actually love that. That's really good. Mm. Uh, right, well, listeners at home, probably link, well, it's not going to probably, I'm definitely going to link the attached book in the in the write-up of this. Mm. Um, I feel like Chloe should almost have a promo code for the attached book. Maybe, Just type in Chloe to maybe get 10% I, off. Maybe I secretly work in sales. <laughs> yeah, attached. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm leading in sales there. <laughs> if we can get a promo code, we'll put it there, but I don't know if we can. <laughs> yeah. I'll write to the author. Yeah. Um, even though you're not the author. Yeah. So like... <laughs> Sounds like I'm promoting my book. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. My, my book is attached. Attached is... Like, uh, that's Amazon kind of... now, it's bestseller. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of podcast this is. We promote yeah. other people's work and get nothing for it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we need to prom- be promoting my book that I'm going to write. Honor the Tiger. <gasps> Honor the Tiger. Honor the Tiger. Honor the Tiger. 2024. That's when it's coming yeah. out, guys. 2024. Bloody Honor hell, I'm on a tight schedule. Christ. <laughs> Two years to Honor the Tiger. Two years. We've God. been giving you half the material from this. Yeah, to be fair, that's fine. I might yeah. need to get the recording back. Well, yeah. I can listen back through it on yeah. all platforms. <laughs> all available platforms. <laughs> If you're listening to this, you're listening to them on all the platforms. <laughs> all at once. There is no one. So, yes, hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'll be back n- next period of time, whenever this comes out. Um, we'll be talking about, oh, uh, yeah, our experiences with going out. We've already, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. We haven't definitely not already recorded that one. Yeah, yeah. we'll be discussing... Mm before recording it, even though we've definitely not already recorded it. Mm. Our experience is going out today compared to going out when we were using. Uh, it's a very interesting episode, even though I don't know that yet. Yeah. And um, in the meantime, look after yourselves. If you've got anything that you feel like you need to talk about, don't hesitate to give us a message on Instagram or Facebook. We're not going to ignore you like I've ignored Mark this week on mm. WhatsApp, because mm. I care about you guys. <laughs> No, that's horrible. I do care about everyone. Um, and Mark. Thank you. And, uh, We've got there with Mark at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. forgot me again. I wouldn't do a podcast with you if I didn't care about you. Yeah, this is true. This is true. There that's, you go. Boom. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe this is a therapy session for a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sat the in the big chair on my so own. Spot- yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sat in the big chair and I'm like, but how did that make you feel? Yeah, like, yeah, actually, yeah. it really hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. See you later, everyone. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry shampoo, Chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 39 guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.